It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap, and sitting in for Tim, who apparently has a paying gig tonight. Uh, Dobie Maxwell. Hi, Dobie. How you doing? Hi, Bruce. Always <laughs> great to work with you. You know, I'm like the Tommy Newsom of your show when uh, <laughs> you're one of the few that get that reference. Oh, sure. Doc Robertson's got, got a paying gig. Tommy Newsom slides in. I uh, I think you're at least Skitch Henderson. Uh, oh, buddy. Yeah. That's that's royalty status. <laughs> I'm so flattered and honored. There you go. <laughs> so so Dobie uh, and for those of you out there who don't know, Dobie and I and um, Spike Manton and I forget the name of the other guy. Max Bumgarden. Max Bumgarden. Great guy. Great guy. Which was his stage name. His real name was uh, uh, Ernie Bumgardner. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but he liked to go by Slapsy Maxi. Uh, Slapsy Nipsy. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we we did a show on the loop. Um uh, for for a while and ac- when the state the whole station got sold and then you know we lost well you guys lost your gig i actually stayed on um and um but but um the ratings i i remember talking to the program director after the show was canceled the, the ratings came out after the show was canceled mm-hmm. and they were gangbusters the ratings are really good <laughs> Yeah, the show was really trying to hit its stride. <laughs> you know, there's so many I, I've actor comedian friends in, in California. They talk the same thing that they were on some show and exactly the same thing with television. And I say, like, that's the way it works. Right place, right time. Roll oh, the yeah. dice. We're totally. in that wacky biz, brother. Totally. But I do remember seeing you. You did a stand up routine for all, all the loop people before the show started. And I forgot where it was, you know, some comedy club on, on the uh, downtown. Probably Zanies in Chicago. Yeah, I think it was Zanies. And I'm telling you, you absolutely killed. Thank you, brother. Everybody loved it. And, you know, I, I'm somebody who I, I can't believe, you know, my my comedy always was in context. It's like belching in church. You know, if you do a sports <laughs> cast, that's funny. Well, who cares? It's not supposed to be funny. Right. Um, but when you're people are paying, you know, upwards of 90 cents to a dollar ten a drink or whatever they're charging these days um, that, uh, you know, they expect to expect to be entertained. So I've always respected what you've done. Now, I did Thank have you. to ask you, Dolby. Yes, we sir. had we had you on uh, last year. And you told a story about how Donald Trump once heckled you. <laughs> true story. Yeah, that's a true story. What year was that that he did that? I, 19, boom, 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 probably 96 or 97. Okay. I was in West Palm Beach, Florida, opening for Rosie O'Donnell. And they both lived down there. And they were friends at the time. I'm sure they're probably not now. But uh, they, yes. Uh, they, and the club manager, it was a big, bigger than an average comedy club. It was about 500 people, which is big for a club. And he told me, he said, yeah, tomorrow night, Rosie, uh, uh, Donald Trump is going to come in and see Rosie. He was married to Marla Maples at the time. So I don't oh, know what okay. that was. Okay. And they said, well, yeah, you know, just you're beyond stage. We'll just slip him in the back. And obviously he wasn't president, but he was well known. And I saw the doors open up and the silhouettes walk in. It was turned out it was four people, Donald Trump, Marla Maples and two bodyguards. So I sat him down and I was doing well on stage. And about three minutes later, I heard, when are you going to get funny? <laughs> And it was Donald Trump. I mean, and out of context, people didn't know his voice. I knew who it was. I, I saw okay. the situation. And I said, you know, nobody knows who you are. I'm in charge now. I know that's foreign to you. You just sit there and look stupid <laughs> at the desk like you do at work all day. I'll run the show. Three minutes later, I'm still waiting. 
Like, oh, all right, man. So now I, I went back and forth. So the sound and light guy, which he wasn't supposed to do, turns on the sound and lights. Like, okay, the show's over. Like the, the fight is over. The lights are on. So now everybody sees it. They look. Like, it's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. It's Donald Trump. And it flies all the way through the room. So he takes his bar napkin and holds it up. Like, okay, white flag. Ha ha. Uh, there you go. Oh no 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 no. When am I going to get funny? When are you going to finish your haircut that you started with an egg beater? And it went out left and right on him, and the crowd's going absolutely nuts. It's like the Pope at Mozambique. I said, oh, "May I?" Please, I said, "Heckling me." He's like tipping over a wheelchair, saying, <laughs> "I defeated you." Now, can I please bring up our headliner? Now, I'm just a working man, and yeah. it was absolutely it was a great moment. It's so, great. Uh, Rosa Down comes on, and afterwards, the the uh, bodyguard comes back. Said, "Mr. Trump thought you were very funny." So we could have oh. waddled his butt back here and told me that himself. But thank <laughs> you for the compliment. I appreciate. It. So it turns out they didn't pay their bill. They skipped oh. on the bill. Donald Trump thought the bodyguard paid for it. The bodyguard thought Trump paid for it. So the next day, it was in the West Palm Beach paper. Donald Trump forgets to pay. So he sent $100 over there in, in a limo, sent it over there. And I'm talking to a friend of mine. Milwaukee is my hometown. I was talking to a friend of mine that worked at the paper up there. Anything new? I said, yeah, I'm in Florida. And I got heckled by Donald Trump last night. So it made the Milwaukee paper. <laughs> okay, the there you go. Day. So now I have it documented. <laughs> so as soon as he got elected, I thought, I got a great story. Whether oh, yeah. anybody thinks anybody politically, that's a great story. Oh, it's a fantastic story. And here's the thing. Uh, I'm just wondering, since this is a politically oriented podcast and, mm -hmm. you know, we're like in the top two million of politically oriented podcasts in, in the country. Um, but the um, I was wondering, did you do you believe that the election was rigged? I, 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 are you one of those who believes the election was rigged? But since Donald Trump heckled you, uh, you're happy that he lost. So I rigged it. <laughs> For that reason, I rigged it myself. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not happy. I, I, well, uh, I, I'm not happy he lost. No. Oh, okay. So you, oh, okay. So you're as you're... a pre president. It's one of those things. It's like a like a lawyer. You were in the law profession. You don't have to come over to my house for Thanksgiving. But if I have a case, I want you fighting for me. Absolutely. I think Donald Trump was an outstanding president. And and in the comedy business, if I voice that opinion, you're an, an ist, a racist, a sexist, an ist ist. You're wrong. You're whacked out. I said, well, just look at the facts. I thought he was a great president. And I, I can't say that. And now it's I just said it on your podcast. So I'm sure I'm ostracized from the show business world, but I don't care. I really feel that. Well, look, I mean, because you're going to be doing, you know, a gig, you know, you're going to be at uh, Zany's or Mr. Kelly's. You know, I don't really know what's out there anymore. Bongo. And, well, right. right. You're going to be there and somebody's going to be, uh, you know, Googling this and, and seeing that you praise Trump and you're going to get hissed again. But you're used to it because you, you took it from the Donald himself. So. I'm a hissophile. It's just it's amazing to me how the world's out of control, Bruce. I mean, used to be back in the day. You know, we all say that, but you could you could voice your opinion. Hey, I don't agree with you, but hey, let's go have a cold one and move on with life. Now I want to cancel you. I want you out of my life. I want to carve you off. Well, I don't necessarily feel that way. If someone is. Is of other beliefs. I don't have a problem with them. I, well, I that's you know, I, that's and, and isn't it true that I mean, most people like us who supported Trump have no problem with you know anybody else. We like to be friends with people, but those people, they're they're the bad people because they won't be friends with you. <laughs> no, they totally do. And I've been you know, uh, well, okay. Here's one word that'll start a, a rumpus: vaccination. I don't want to oh. get in that thing, but it's like you mentioned that. Oh my God, that's even worse than politics. But well, let me ask you this, since there was some news this week, Ron DeSantis, who looks like the uh, presumptive heir to the, the Republican throne. Who I absolutely love. Yeah, I, I like DeSantis, too, although I'm a little bit troubled because, you know, he is convening a grand jury to investigate vaccinations. And it seems like he's doing it for the cynical reason to blunt the support 
uh, that Trump gets from the anti-vaxxers, if you follow me. But mm -hmm. he will probably pivot in the general election if he gets the Republican nomination, because most of the people uh, in this country like the fact that there were vaccinations. I got a feeling that you are an anti-vaxxer. Am I right? Well, I don't necessarily like to use that term. And if I could say that, I mean, I, it's it's not right for me. I'm not I'm not anti-vaxxer. I'm anti this particular one. And I, I after I worked at the Loop, I hosted an Art Bell type show. And the, <laughs> the station manager said, "We need somebody crazy enough to pull it off, but stable enough to show up every week." It was on Sunday nights, and I still it's get hard. a lot of those. It's hard to do. You know, it's hard to find that mix. Sure. And I get a lot of newsletters that from those people today. And I'm not saying I believe any of it, but I do open with a, with a with an open mind. And I'm thinking, geez, you know, this particular vaccine, I think it's a lot deeper than it is. It gets a little woo-woo. So I don't believe in it. If someone else does, you're You don't believe guy. in the vaccine at all. This particular I, one. I don't think well, it's a vaccine. I mean, this particular I one, shot. I mean, by, I, I think it's there have been shot. five of them. There have been five of them. I got a problem with the fifth one, even though I took it because I'm, you know, old. But, uh, you know, I could understand there being questions about, for example, if 18 to 30-year-olds we're risking getting myocarditis and they didn't really need the vaccine. And so I, I wouldn't mind the blue ribbon panel looking into it. Of course, you know, talking grand jury, you're talking criminal. Uh, and then you're thinking all kinds of conspiracy. But now that I hear that you're an Art Bell uh, acolyte, uh, it's all starting to make sense to me. <laughs> I have tinfoil underwear on as we speak. I can't wear a hat. I didn't want to. Uh, that's, uh, that's where that's where it goes. So, I mean, you you were against when you see this particular vaccination, like it's you're you're in favor of the polio vaccination, but not this one. Yes. but not this one. Yes, and I just you know uh, here's what's in it. Nobody knows. You can't unget it. And I know you know I'm I am of of good health during the pandemic. I did you get COVID? Pain. I did not. And I'm saying I was I'm an uh, entertainer, so I had to do something during COVID. I got a job at a convenience store chain. And it's very busy. One of the busiest ones in the world. It's it's in Wisconsin, Illinois, um, excuse me, Iowa, and Minnesota called Quick Trip. KW. There's there's other Quick Trips around the country. This one is one of the top places to work in America. Seven hundred stores. It's a huge uh, chain. No, there was no uh, hockey glass. Nothing. I was getting breathed, sneezed, and uh, uh, you know, infected by uh, vagrants and aliens every day. Did not get a cough, sneeze. I, I, I'm not saying it's for me. That's a, and I had pneumonia as a child, so I should have been susceptible to it. I have not gotten COVID yet. Toby, I, I hope you were doing stand up, you know, behind the glass for you know, the people when they came in. I was. They said, <laughs> oh, you're really funny. You should be in comedy. Well, you know, there's no comedy right now. This is it. You know, when you buy your your Dr. Pepper and your breakfast uh, tchotchke. That's so when so when the store was held up and you're, you're standing there, uh, do you do you say, I can't give you any cash, man, because uh, I can't do that. But would you like me to do five minutes on uh, airplane restrooms? <laughs> Air, what? That airline food. How? <laughs> who are these people, Bruce? I don't know. Uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to argue about it. And it's, it's very rare that I can have an intelligent conversation. You're a rare exception, and I'm glad about that. But people say, are you vaccinated? And I said, I'd rather not answer that because whatever well, I that's say. That's the answer. The answer is that you aren't vaccinated. Right. And you say, I'd rather not answer. I'd rather not answer. answer. That's it. <laughs> There's, as we say in the law, there's a rebuttable, rebuttable presumption, excuse me, uh, that you have not taken uh, the vaccination. All right. Well, we'll have see if Dobie believes the earth is flat coming up after. No, I think uh, it's, it's more of a, a you know, an oblong kind of. A, sure. Like well, I, we, I think we can, you know, come to an agreement on that. Bruce Wolf and Dobie Maxwell on the weekly wrap.
Bruce Wolf and Dolby Maxwell in for Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And Dolby, uh, you're a, uh, a stand-up uh, comedian. You know that what it, it, all it takes is like ten or twenty thousand rowdy people to wreck it for the rest of us, uh, you know, at a concert, <laughs> right? Uh, so that's true. So, so I mean, Musk sounds like he's being cheered there, um, and. Uh, and yet all the headlines say that that, that he's booed. Your interpretation, Doby? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like the WWE, you know, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin shows up and it's like people boo, but enough people cheer where they make him a good guy. It's part of the storyline. I mean, he, and anybody famous is loved and hated. And I don't think people, when they dream about fame, enjoy Howard Stern, more people listen to him in his peak to hear what he would say that hated him than loved him. Can you handle it? I'm your controversial sort on the air. I love you, but not everybody does. Does that does that make you? Yeah, not show you know what the funny thing is is that I want and I always wanted to be loved by everybody. I think sure. I, you know there's a story. Larry David was um, at Yankee Stadium. There were fifty thousand people there, mm-hmm. and on the jumbotron they showed him in the crowd, and everybody cheered. Everybody went crazy nuts for him. Yeah, he walks out of Yankee Stadium after the ball game, and a cab driver <laughs> goes by and says, "Larry David, you suck," and that bothered him <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> so fifty thousand to one doesn't matter. So I understand that. No, um, it's I, I think it was at the Democratic uh, convention in something like twenty twelve. There was a resolution, uh, 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 by, may have been about having Jerusalem as uh, recognized as the capital of Israel for the and for the Democrats couldn't handle that, and. The, by uh, they they asked for a voice vote on it and it was like u- unanimous booing but the chair passed it anyway saying no i hear i hear uh, all uh, all the yays no nays there so yeah it's funny the way that stuff goes but um yeah i mean i love that musk took over twitter i and I, he's not necessarily conservative but but viewed by the liberals now he's he's the ultimate evil because uh, he's allowing for free speech that's one thing i couldn't i couldn't believe if you remove the president of the united states no matter if you like him or her or whomever it is that's supposed to be the whole idea of free speech they should say whatever they want to say you don't have to agree with it you can dislike it you right. can uh, and the same thing well when, it, when if musk takes over uh twitter i'm getting off of it they're not getting off of it you know if trump was elected i'm moving to canada okay yeah. where's the pipeline nobody moved to canada right Right. Don't be a hypocrite. You don't like Musk. That's fine. Get off Twitter. Go back to, you know, uh, MySpace. The night of the uh, 2016 election, mm-hmm. which I mean, I, I, I got such a, a thrill out of it because you didn't expect Trump to win. <laughs> and he, I, I and was he, shocked. And then he went. Uh, Trump was shocked. Wait, we yeah. won Florida. OK, yeah. so um, at, at, and I saw like a former colleague of mine from Channel 5 tweeting that applications to move to Canada had just skyrocketed because there was no, and of course nobody did that, but that's just the way that that was the reaction because no, nobody, nobody could handle that. Um, You know, I I think we all have to feel a little guilty of what we did to Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, forcing her to go to Russia to try to make a living. And, uh, and then she gets imprisoned. And so we all owe her, not just her freedom, but a, but a total debt to at least attend one WNBA game in our lives. Do you agree with me on that, Toby? The worst trade since Ernie Brolio. <laughs> you know what? The Ernie Brolio trade at the time 
did not well, look <laughs> this one at the time it, it does it never looked good you know because they got they got bobby Shantz in this deal and in, in an early brolio trade and um you know brock had not played that well the, the year before he wasn't all that good you know he well, really blossomed with the cardinals came back to bite him but you don't <laughs> trade him to the cardinals that's the thing that's the, pro- that's team, the that's problem that's your rival yeah. So yeah, there's Ernie, ah, nice Brolio. Work. Beautiful. Ernie Brolio. I mean, too bad he had a sore arm. So anyway, Brittany Griner, uh, it, 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 it was a, it was a wonderful illustration of virtue signaling by the uh, at its best. I mean, it, you really can't top that because Randy uh, Weingarten, for example, she's the National Teachers Union head. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was like, you know, praising this, that, you know, we we freed this black gay woman. And that was what it was all about. Allegedly. Well, here, here's the thing. Randy Weingarten represents the teachers. There happens to be a teacher in the Soviet in, in Russia right now, an American teacher who basically was charged with the same kinds of things that Brittany Griner was that hasn't been freed. So Randy Weingarten preferred the black female <laughs> uh, lesbian over her own constituency, which is teachers. So... <laughs> Well, and for it and a, a dissident, dissident to be named later is thrown yeah, right. <laughs> you know the, the, yeah sure do you, do you remember um harry chappas he was a player for the white Sox at one yes. point mm-hmm. and the cups he was once the player to be named later in a trade for himself so as, I mean, was, as was harry cheaty no no it was harry cheaty you're yeah. right okay. i'm wrong it was not harry chappas harry chappas <laughs> was that little guy shortstop Hey, thank you yeah. for uh, picking. Boy, that's E6 on my part. Right? No, that's okay, buddy. Yeah. I'm here to, I'm here <laughs> to help. Harry Skid, Skitch Maxwell with the, uh, the <laughs> no, save. That, no, no, thanks for that save on that one. You're because welcome. we would have gotten scores of, uh, of hate <laughs> mail on, on that. So I'm hoping so, for a, yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking that, you know, since th- this was a bad thing that we had done, um, can we at least like forgive her student loans uh, as well? <laughs> I, 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 we got to do that. <laughs> I want to sell auction off her letter jacket. Yeah. <laughs> but here, you know, here's the thing. You know, they were trying to downplay the significance of this uh, Victor, you know, with a K, Victor. You know, it's like oh, it's the bad communist. guy wrestler. It's a bad guy wrestler. It is bad the mustache, the bad 70s porn mustache. Yeah. Or, or, or the communist spelling with like a backwards K, you know, is there Victor, a out in there somewhere? Yeah, Victor, they, they were, you know, trying to argue that this guy's a has been um and, you know, that his network has frayed and his business model has collapsed. Uh, a lot of no, that's other... Amway. <laughs> nah, he's actually he, he's got a lot of wisdom in, in uh, you know, the arms uh, trade. So, you know, he's, he, he still can mutilate children um, uh, with, with the stroke of a pen or, you know, a good phone call. Um, so anyway, <laughs> it was just it was just horrible, uh, this deal. And uh, uh, but I mean, that's the Biden administration. Yeah, there, there's a picture of him right now, and yeah, he's, yeah did he, he looks he looks like a villain in one of the Die Hard movies. One of the Die Hard movies, or is, like you say, I I see him tag teaming uh, with Dick the Bruiser against uh, Mitsu Arakawa and Doctor Moto. Um, oh, so what a great Bobo Brazil. <laughs> Bobo Moose, Brazil you, had right. the cocoa butt. Remember mm-hmm. the cocoa butt from Bobo I do. Brazil. And uh, so you were watching at the same time I was, and uh, and. I'll never forget, you know, like 20 or 30 years later, I, I have a seven year old son and he's telling me that wrestling is real. And, okay. and I go, all right, I'm going to tell you something, Paul, just remember that you told me this now <laughs> and, and 
10 years from now, five years from now, I just want to remind you of that. But oh, the, there's Bobo. is that a picture of Bobo Brazil? I mean, this yes. is amazing what, what our producer, Chris, can Real name with. Houston Harris from Benton Harbor, Michigan. Really? Bobo Brazil. Yes. <laughs> six foot six was a football player who uh, blew out one of his knees. I don't know exactly which well, one. I mean, nice fellow. And a, 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 I, know, I will say this. It, it, for, for the African-American uh, role model and stereotype, they were shunned from wrestling. He did a lot to promote uh, integration in wrestling. I had a lot of respect for Bobo Brazil. He was a, a great person and a, a real star. I, I can't believe the depth of your knowledge about somebody that I didn't think anybody else in the world actually remembered. I couldn't uh, tell you three three members of Congress, but wrestling in the 70s, I know. Are, Alex, are you going to tell, tell me that Edward Carpentier... The flying was, Frenchman. Right, I was going to say... was. Was like a shoe salesman at Tom McCann or something. I, well, I was a ring announcer for a while, one of my many. Oh, really? Yes, and and it's funny because I ended up buying a ring and a truck, and, and I booked shows in Wisconsin the, <laughs> from the minor league wrestling. And the funny part of that whole thing is the bad guys in the ring are the nicest guys oh, sure. outside the ring. You can leave your kids, your pet with them. You know, Mister America, that's the molester. All right, let me. I'll ask you one final wrestling question, and that sure. is, and you know, and I don't care about you know. World Wrestling Federation and all that stuff that came on later with Hulk Hogan. I mean, I didn't care about that. I cared about the stuff when I was a kid, like, the, you know, the wrestlers you're talking about. Yes. Was Hans Schmidt, the madman, actually mad? That's what I want to know. But he was angry. Dogs <laughs> get mad. People get angry. My English teacher, Mrs. Muckerhide, told me that in about seventh grade. Dogs get mad. People get angry. Oh, okay. He was angry. All right. I, I, I totally understand it. You know, I was just thinking, you know, if we really wanted to trade people for Brittany Griner, and I was thinking, like, like, what about Matt Lauer? Why won't, why don't we send Matt Lauer? Because he's not doing anything anymore. And, sure. uh, you know, it, 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 this would be a great thing for him to do for his country because he's so disgraced himself. I, that, hey, Matt, I hope you like borscht. <laughs> I got to finish off a nine year sentence. I, you know, too bad. Too bad. So, I mean, are you one of those that think that Kerry Lake uh, got robbed. Uh, was it a rigged election? Because the guy who sits here every week uh, would, would say so. So what do you think? Here's my, but you just heard me talk in depth about pro wrestling. So I have a tainted eye on everything. I think it's all fixed. You think the Kennedy election, <laughs> it, that was fixed. I think anyone on both sides that can fix it will. You know, you and I might think of, you know, we're going to be right. just and right. I, I think anybody that can lie, cheat and steal will. So I think humanity. Well, I, 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 let me ask you yes. this. This this is the, the threshold question. On July 20th, 1969, did we land on the moon or was it a studio? I got to tell you, Bruce, I don't know. I've heard I've heard so many good arguments in both ways. I, I honestly do not know. Right. And is, is John F. Kennedy still in a, a, a room at Parkland Hospital? And he Dallas. is playing with uh, with Elvis. He is playing cribbage with Elvis Noriega and uh, Ernie Brolio somewhere. Sure. In a, Ernie, in a Ernie, resort in Lake Geneva. I mean, yeah, poor Ernie Brolio. I think, you know, I think Bartman gets less of a rap than than, than Ernie Brolio because I he, he he did his best. He had a sore. Yeah, no, it wasn't his fault. But funny, but Lou Brock was a good guy and a Hall of Famer and a great yeah. player. That's what just hurts. Cubs I remember when Lou Brock, uh, they made him an, an announcer after he finished his career and you know what he was he wasn't good for anything except for analyzing people trying to steal bases <laughs> you know if, if okay. you had i always thought that there should be like 16 analysts for a game you could go to a whole panel like you have mccarver to tell yogi Berra stories and then you have 
Lou Brock talking about stealing bases and then maybe Steve John Stone Smoltz to talk, talk about, about pitching. pitching. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, just um, but, uh, you know, just have them be specialists that way. after these York High School teenagers pushed a student with Down syndrome to the ground in a bathroom, you can hear them yell, get him. You can also hear the students laughing and taunting the boy who then sought refuge in a bathroom stall. The video began circulating among York High School students. Bruce Wolf, Dolby Maxwell in for Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And uh, I guess the news today Dobie, is that the parents of the Down syndrome kid did not want to press charges against the, those kids. Uh, you know what? And I, I, they wanted to keep it a, a school matter. And I know that there were a lot of people who, you know, wanted to get involved in this and, you know, thought that the whatever punishment there was wasn't enough. I guess a couple of the kids got suspended. One of the kids transferred to another school. But I could see the parents, you know, not wanting to turn this into a, you know, to a circus. I can see that totally. Yeah. Well, here's what should happen. The kids, <laughs> parents that uh, were going to get prosecuted, should have to take care of a Down syndrome kid oh my. for a week and see how much is, you're not going to be doing a lot of making fun after that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it, it, it was a horrible thing, but I, I just didn't like, you know, everybody was peering in on this and, you know, some people uh, perhaps well-intentioned were saying, well, it's not enough. And, you know, and these school boards tend to cover things up all the time and then the teachers as well, because they're, they care about themselves and nobody else. But, um, you know, I, I understand that, especially what happened in Loudoun, Connecticut with the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, sex abuse, uh, thing that, that happened. But, um, but yeah, I, I totally understand, you know, what happened here. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't even look at the whole clip of, of the incident because I, I just feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't look at those things. You shouldn't look at, uh, I did for show prep and it was uncomfortable. It was. <laughs> no, I, I don't like to look at those things. I don't like no. I used to tell my family not to look at the first round of American Idol because <laughs> they had people on there. Well, we used to have I used to be on the Fox morning show. So we'd have local people who were beyond who had been on the night before. And invariably, these people who bombed out in the first round and were local people had mm. something wrong with them and they shouldn't have been made fun of. And um I also don't like to look at uh, be part of a gapers blocks on, on the expressway, even if I've waited a half an hour in line, you know, for my view of the accident. Uh, yep. I, I don't like to look at that. And um, which reminds me, my last radio job was on WLS radio and we had a traffic reporter and she was well-meaning. She had a great voice, mm -hmm. but she used to refer to something called an ongoing accident. And I was, <laughs> how was an <laughs> Our, That's our, my life, Bruce. <laughs> right? Is it are accidents like per, in perpetual motion? I mean, don't they they end at a certain time? Then there's a scene for the accident, but the accident itself is not ongoing. I but I didn't want to go there with her because I think she had enough problems. <laughs> but, the residue, I think, of yeah, cleaning it up is the hard part. Yeah, I think not yeah, the Kennedy, you know, yeah, yeah the the salvage uh, situation. So anyway, um, pivoting right now to this, and I always forget his name because you know I have short term memory problems. Um, in my dotage, but his name is Sam Bankman Freed. Am I right about this? The correct uh, yeah. Fawcett majors, Rodham Clinton, Abdul Jabbar, the <laughs> right. ultimate hyphenated person. Yes. Merrill Lynch, Pierce Fetter and Smith as well. And I, <laughs> Do we cheat him and how? Yeah. So he, uh, so I guess he has these 
progressive parents who are <laughs> trying to help him out a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And th- there was it, Andy McCarthy in the National Review wrote the other day, the guy was about to be hauled before uh, Congress to testify, I guess. And then there was kind of a, like a Frankie uh, Pentangeli or whatever his name was moment yeah, sure, where he doesn't good. get to testify because the government uh, decided to charge him or they were going to arrest him. And now he's being detained in the Bahamas. But why would they do something like that? And the suspicion, of course, is that because he's got a lot of bad things to say about Democrats whom he donated millions of dollars to and they don't want to be embarrassed by that. However, I think he himself said that he had donated dark money, quote unquote, to Republicans. You just can't publicize that because everybody gets on your case if you donate to Republicans, but you can donate to the Democrats. So it is a puzzlement. Um, Don't be. Doby Do, uh, Gillis, uh, Merrill Lynch, Pierce, uh, Chatsworth, Osborne Jr. What uh, <laughs> were you named, in fact, for Doby Gillis? No, I thought I told you the story. I can tell you if you uh, like you know why, but I forget. Of course, my my last name at birth was Dobryant, D O B R I E N T. Okay. My first name was Mark, and at that time, my age kids there's a lot of marks. There were six, six count them, six marks in my class. There was another Mark D. I became Doby at about age eight, like Beaver Cleaver. Sure. And someone says, Mark, I don't even turn around anymore. And I changed my name in 1991. I went in front of a judge. It cost me $200. And the judge said, and I quote, let me get this straight. You're changing your name to Doby? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that so that he ruled that you couldn't do it by reason of insanity, right? No, no, no. I, I, I tried to plead insanity. No, I got a new credit card and a driver's license and a birth certificate. And it says, you know, formerly known as, and uh, that's it. So I'm like, my birth certificate will say Mark O'Brien and Wayne was my middle name, the number one middle name of serial killers. So my official legal name is Doby J. Maxwell. What's and Maxwell was because it was your choice Jeez. of coffee. It was the so, richest well, kind. No, right? you know, I like the car and the Jack Benny show, the Maxwell that he drove. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> the thing was, I needed a last name because, well, just how about Mark's? Well, Mark's brothers, that's been taken. Okay. I just thought Maxwell had two syllables. I just made, so now I get Maxwell's right. Or do you know the Cincinnati Maxwell's? No, I made it up. Sorry. It's a, that's the <laughs> right. name like Hulk Hogan. You think his real name is Hulk? <laughs> exactly. No. Hey, speaking of memories uh, and, and short term memory problems, um, Kevin Trudeau apparently was out of jail. I thought I thought he was sent up the river, uh, but, you know, he's and through the woods. He's a known fraudster. And I, I, I kid you not, I can't remember if I took Kevin Trudeau's memory course or not. But he he actually had one. Uh, now it, it's coming back. Yeah. Huh? I don't remember if I, I don't remember if I took his course. Could have been that good if I don't remember taking. <laughs> no, actually, his me- so it, 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 here's the uh, ABC Seven tweet: Chicago weight loss infomercial uh, King Kevin Trudeau has asked for more time to answer questions from prosecutors before he's sent back to prison. So I didn't even know he was out because um, I I thought you know he'd gotten a long sentence. Um, what was uh, I, I can't remember what his key to weight loss was. Uh, fewer Stop calories. Eating, fatty. Huh? I'm sorry. Stop eating. Fatty. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that would probably be it. His mantra, his memory course. I do remember it. It was you. If Let's say you had to remember a, a list of things, a number of things like 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 11 kumquats. OK, you had to remember 11 kum, kumquats. Well, what you do is you picture something that looks like the number 11, which um, a field goalposts you know, on the football field, look like the number of 11, well, number 11, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And just imagine kumquats being kicked through the the uh, the goalposts, and then you could remember 11 kumquats. And that 
that's probably the best advice I've ever gotten. Uh, and <laughs> wow. Other than eat less. That the, I, I was thinking, you know, Brittany Griner's legs look like the number 11. There you big, go. Big, big so, long legs. She's tall. And and you'd like to pass like 11 cucumbers through those. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, kept, there's Kevin Trudeau's mega memory, how to release your superpower memory in 30 minutes. Uh, or th- See, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with anything that he was preaching. He's it's a just, wonderful marketer. But I just think he's really? a scammer. I wrote a blog about it years ago, and one of his assistants wrote to me and said, uh, Kevin found your blog very interesting. He'd like to come out and see one of your shows. He was in the Chicago area, and I didn't know. I was working at St. Charles at Pheasant Run, and I left sure. two tickets for him and a, uh, a person to be named later. He did not show up, and then a, you know, he, then he was in jail shortly thereafter. Oh, well, that's the reason. <laughs> you don't show up to a, a, a Mark D show or whatever his name is. Yeah. You you go to jail. Um. Hey, what do you think? Pass go. Yeah. What do you think of fusion? You think we're we'll see it in our lifetimes? I mean, I'm not talking about a Tex-Mex restaurant. Jeff Lorber, you like like jazz fusion, or you? Yeah, sure. Love that. Cold fusion, warm fusion. Yeah. Um. But apparently there was a breakthrough this week. Uh. And um. You know. And we what we did was, uh, we uh focused 192 powerful laser beams into a target about the size of a pencil eraser in a few billionths of a second, delivering more than 2 million joules. I got your 2 million joules right here, buddy. I got two. And uh, of ultraviolet energy and 500 trillion watts of peak power. And And the key was this time, we created more energy than we used to create the energy. And so that's, there was a gain there. And they're thinking, you know, who knows, within a few decades, this will actually work. Well, within a few years, we'll all be dead. Yeah, so does it really matter? <laughs> but, but you know what? It actually makes me feel good because I got this guilt thing that I'm mm-hmm. getting getting Social Security and Medicare and all this stuff. And you know, what have we left to a posterity? But if we've left our jewels, uh, so to speak, uh, to, to uh, subsequent generations, you know, maybe it won't be so bad for them if the Chinese haven't taken over the grocery store. The, the jewel people all say jewels. I, say, I don't see an S on that sign. I'm going to the jewels. No, it's jewel. That's a Chicago thing. I, uh, I lived in Chicago for many years. My my mother uh, used to refer to Johnny Carson's all the time. I said, it, there's no <laughs> there's no S at the end of his name. Uh, so, yeah, that that's that's the way we do things. Um, the um, did you see the Wall Street Journal? And I thought the Wall Street Journal was a conservative uh uh, uh, newspaper, but uh, they they now refer to a pregnant people, okay. not pregnant women, pregnant uh, right. people. Enough. Really? I mean, okay. <laughs> just I, you know, where does it end? I it it doesn't. I mean, right now, you know, the battle is J.K. Rowling is persona non grata because she's only. You know, four square in in favor of gay rights, but Harry she doesn't Potters. believe in the transgender stuff. Harry Potter's, yeah, right. Harry Potter's, sure, but your Voldemort's, uh, <laughs> all, all those guys. So, uh, yeah, it's just, um, but it's the Wall Street Journal doing that. I mean, once you've won the journal over, I mean, this isn't like the Guardian or uh, the Daily uh, Costs. So, the thrifty nickel shopper. <laughs> yeah, I just. It, it, it's, well, then it's out of control. It's like, okay, when will it end? My grandpa, I wish it could have been my grandpa. You would have loved him. He just had a way of cutting the crap. And he said, you know, the toilet seat is up or down. <laughs> it's it when you come out of the bathroom. You know, it's it's fine right. if you if you have a lot. I'm not against any of it, but 
all right already. Enough with the pregnant people. Show me one man that's had a baby. One. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, what are all these jewels of energy going to be for if we're, we're talking about pregnant people and God knows what pregnant AIs uh, several decades from now? Bruce Wolf and um, Mark David Chapman, Kobe, <laughs> Maxwell House Coffee on the Lee weekly Harvey rap. Oswald. You know, this this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff I, you should get over that quickly the world the world is messy there are ambiguities people who do really good stuff have flaws people who you are fighting may love their kids and, you know, share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. Um, but I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like, if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the word wrong verb. Bruce Wolf and W. Maxwell in for Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. And boy, it's nice to see President Obama so conciliatory, Dolby. Isn't that nice? I mean, this is the guy who used to say, uh, uh, used to quote the untouchables. If they bring a, bring a knife, you bring a gun. Uh, now it sounds like he wants to bring a, my pillow to a knife. Yeah. <laughs> no, because that's a Republican. Uh, sure. Owner of yeah. Company. There you go. But yeah, he's so, uh, you know, he's, Maybe he's, he's relevant in his old age. Yeah. Maybe grand statesman that. now. Um, I was actually in, um, at, at a uh, grade school concert the other day, one of my grandchildren, a couple of my grandchildren, and you walk through the hallways and like on the principal's door, there's a couple of pictures of President Obama talking about, I don't know, physical fitness or something like that. And I I, I was upset about that. <laughs> OK, why, why you know, so? I, first of all, I don't like physical fitness. OK, secondly, because <laughs> I can't do a push up anymore. But um you know, I mean, it, they had two pictures of him. I mean, maybe one of him and, you know, one of Ron DeSantis, uh, possibly. So um, but it's it's nice to see that um, that o Obama is is, uh, is standing above it all right now and uh, doesn't want us to be uh, to be so woke. Um, pivoting completely. Did you see that Dick Van Dyke turned 97 this week? Night. <laughs> it, uh, unbelievable. It just seems like his TV show is another lifetime away, and he's still walking the planet. It just absolutely baffles me. You know where he's from? Danville. Very good. Yeah. I knew you would know that. But And you say that he's walking away. I, I was think maybe walking, but I, I think he's sidestepping the Ottoman uh, in the in the opening of the uh, of the <laughs> Dick Van Dyke show right now. The uh, Somebody tweeted to me, yeah, he, he probably is sidestepping the Ottoman Empire. He's so old. But uh, bada bing, but a boom. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Foucault. Ni 97 years old. And uh, 
Yeah, I just uh, it's just uh, it's it's unfathomable. Now he's, and, I did a show in Los Angeles right before the pandemic at a at the, the place where allegedly Robert Blake uh, Vitello, Vitucci's Vitello's. No, there's some. It's an Italian restaurant, and upstairs where Robert Blake and his wife that whole situation. That's where they yeah. went the night she was murdered. Oh, they they had an upstairs comedy night in there. I don't know if you know who Wendy Liebman is. Yeah, very, very funny. So she put it on the show, and I got to fly out from Chicago. It was really fun, and uh, I heard that the, the month before that Dick Van Dyke did a one person show. This is a couple of years ago. So he must've been 93 or 94. Oh, he did my. a one man show in the same venue that I did. So unreal. I, but you know, you, you, you probably get nervous watching that, you know, like, is he oh, going to remember man. everything? You know, it's when, when he, when he calls for Mel and Mel's <laughs> right for 30 He's, years, Mel's not there anymore. Dick. No, no, He's no, not no, there. No, Maury, oh, Rob. Maury. Oh, yeah, Rob. Yeah. He's dead. Um, so are you familiar with the you know Project Veritas? You know, they do the uh, the surreptitious uh, recordings of people. It's kind of like mm. candid camera only politically. And uh, they catch no. people in the act like, of being themselves. Like the um, Haldeman and Ehrlichman uh, Watergate <laughs> tapes. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, So they did one in Chicago and uh, the Francis Parker School. It, it's only 40 grand a year to send your kids there. And um, they got a guy. Uh, on video apparently uh at francis parker talking about uh, it positively about how they um show the uh, children there because they support lgbtq plus uh butt plugs and um it's a paid endorsement kind of like uh <laughs> right willie so, mays uh, for uh <laughs> oval team yeah so well, the, the school got uh, up in arms over this uh, because they, they said that the, their dean who promoted all this and was caught on tape in the act of being himself, as Alan Funt uh, would say, <laughs> the was um, was uh, that th they had misrepresented what uh, the dean had said and they had maliciously edited the video. Of course, nowhere in any of the stories that I've seen have they demonstrated how the video was maliciously edited? I mean, the guy was caught saying what he had to say. And then just to compound the felony or being an accessory to the uh, crime, Channel 9, which, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's part of the herd. When they did the story, the news story, the, the newscaster named Ben Bradley, uh, who's actually a pretty good reporter, um, yeah, I've seen him. was just reading uh, and, and and what it says is an elite private school in Chicago is facing online criticism after a dean was recorded by a right wing activist group uh, talking about the school's sex program, uh, sex ed programming. Francis Parker School in Lincoln Park is the latest target of Project Veritas, a far right activist group. Now, it's interesting. Uh, Channel nine never describes Kim Fox, the uh, state's attorney, as a far left <laughs> state's attorney, uh, even though she's, she's so far left, she's right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it, so. So the story is uh, unfair in the way it was presented. Uh, they caught the guy. And, uh, you know, what, what What you should do is when, when you're caught like that, say, damn right, we're here. We're queer. Uh, get used to it instead of trying to pretend like you're something else. Um, and I'm sure that the people who send their kids to Francis Parker, it's 40 grand a year. Mm -hmm. um you know i I'm, I'm assuming this is all trust fund money uh and and fourth generation money and yeah by that time uh you, you've got to be experimenting with so many other things because you never have to make a living doing anything well right? they have a really good lunch program they have a seven course <laughs> meal foie gras 
<laughs> uh, frog raw, I think, is is verboten. Uh, that that nobody you're not supposed to. Eat. A year, you can have yeah, anything. I guess you can. I guess you can. Kosher so, spam. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> so, uh, I don't want to, you know, get you talking about stuff that you, you don't really care about. You don't sound like a guy who watches a lot, a lot of Netflix series like I do. Do you watch any of that stuff? I should, Bruce. I haven't you seen should. Sopranos. I haven't seen Seinfeld. Drew Carey is a friend of mine. I've never seen his show. You haven't seen haven't... Seinfeld. Well, Seinfeld is something that Toby that ended in the, uh, the 1990s. I understand that. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, if if I talked about the finale of White Lotus, that would be foreign to you. I'm not going to do it. I'll skip it over. Uh, skip over it. Uh, no, and it's one of those things where uh, I, I I just don't have that kind of time in my life. No, I could have budgeted that, but I've been working at nights for the last thirty whatever years. I know, but I just, you know, there is a thing called. You know, it's like on demand nowadays. Watch. Yes, I can on demand. I get all that. You can, I just, I just haven't. Well, it's interesting to me though. So, how do you stay in tune with the culture? Because I, I mean, don't. You, you don't. You're, you're. I'm still it, binge watching my mother, the car that I got. Sure. On and look, tape. look, nothing beats a, a good uh, and southern uh, tribute, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, with Jerry Van Dyke. Uh, you know, so I, I. <laughs> nothing beats that nothing it's beats just it. that it's just that i'm just and of course the culture is so segmented now anyway so even if i had mentioned white lotus that that that, that captures only a, you know, a sliver of of the audience out there um but you know i'm trying to make this uh appeal to you know a, a wide demographic because I want to get us up into the top two million of the four million podcasts in the United States. I think there's four million podcasts in Lake County alone. <laughs> it really is. It's amazing how many podcasts there are. Yeah. So, so I mean, so what do you what do you keep up? How do you keep up with the culture? Do you care or or no? Or? I don't. I'm to the point where you damn kids get off my lawn. I don't sure. care anymore. I have all no. the music I need to have. I have all the movies I need to all see. Right. I, I have DVDs and probably. 150 or 200 and all the guy movies godfather goodfellas uh fargo blah 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 all right well and i will tell you this i wasn't going to bring this up but saturday afternoon had nothing to do there was nothing really on tv whatever no good football i turned on i, I don't know what movie channel it was caddyshack was on oh you gotta watch so I, I even missed the bill murray part you know with the, the, the famous scene when he talks about the golfing with the uh, dalai lama but um but i started I remember seeing that movie in the movie theaters and it must mm -hmm. have been I must have had a had a long day or something. I fell asleep <laughs> Caddyshack on a Saturday night. But of course, then everybody knows all the lines and every scene is famous. It's a Casablanca like uh, that way. That, it but, is. but um, but. Uh, Ted Knight wore blue. Rodney Dangerfield wore gray. Yeah. You know, it's it's, it's very Casablanca like. <laughs> so I. Uh, but I I got to tell you, at the point where the bishop plays, and I'm a golf aficionado, when he mm. goes out on the course with Bill Murray in the in the thunderstorm, and, it, and he, I I was I paroxysms of laughter. It was oh, yeah. it was so I actually played golf with Harold Ramis's father a couple of times. In wow. he lived in Northbrook. He played with an orange ball, a little old man, and I remember him telling me that Harold was trying to make it, needed to make this movie Paradise work for him. I think it was called Paradise. This is way before, um, <laughs> you know, any of the hits. And um, and I actually had Harold Ramis on TV a, a couple of times, and he, he was very, very nice. Sad that we lost him. It's Fantastic talent. But, Unbelievable um, talent. But that movie, I mean, Caddyshack, I, I, I yeah. I, it, so I was wrong. 
I'm just saying I was wrong back in 1982 when I didn't like Lacey Underwalls. I and so we I, had her on the loop when, when I work with you. I don't know if you were. Part I of that did thing. not know that. Yes. I didn't. And uh, Morgan, Cindy Morgan. Yeah, right. Right. Very, very nice. And she told about the, the behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah, she's she was really good. Yeah. Well, well uh, OK. Can you tell me one thing behind the scenes? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, I guess they were all doing things that they. Oh, they're all doing major drugs. Okay. Yeah, that was the time though. One of my one of my favorite scenes is Chevy Chase is in Bill Murray's digs, which is like the you know the shed for the caddies, and Bill Murray is growing this grass and that that you can golf on during the day and then smoke at night, which is funny enough. But what was really funny was he was describing the different kinds of grass, and they're like all these different kinds of. Of, of grass that go, real golf courses use so it you know it had authenticity to it it was it was it was very very now, now what's your opinion of bill murray i just hear stories that he's the greatest guy in the world he's not a great I'm super talent I, I love his i've never met him you know i've loved a lot of his stuff i gotta tell you he's saying during the seventh inning stretch i believe at the world series mm-hmm. and the only excuse i can tell you is that he, i hope he was drunk because he was making references like to Daffy Duck or something and during, during the seventh inning stretch, it made no sense whatsoever. I mean, it wouldn't have even ranked as the in the top four million podcasts. It, wow. it was so okay. bad. But I mean, no, I love him. Groundhog Day and and everything else. And, you know, and I saw him at Second City. I saw really? him at Second City. What and what was he doing? He was doing a Las Vegas weatherman. So he's doing the weather on TV like he was a Las Vegas lounge act, which is, of course, what he did on Saturday Night Live. I will give you a little inside scoop here quickly. I know I'm sorry we're going off topic. That's OK. But uh, there's a guy named Skip Wagner who was a lounge singer and he worked in a place called Three Lakes or Three from Wisconsin, up northern Wisconsin. And Bill Murray's family went up there as a kid. I knew Skip Wagner when I first started in comedy. That's where he got the inspiration oh. for that character. There we go. There we go. Well, you've been an inspiration to me, Dobie. Thank Thanks you, so much for joining us. Bruce Wolf, Dobie Maxwell on The Weekly Wrap. See ya. And that's The Weekly Wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The Weekly Wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production. Copyright 2022.